Hey, hello, my friends. Pastor D here, and you're listening to Walk in Faith, Not in Fear. And again, I thank you. I thank you every day that you tune into this, and I give God all the praise, honor, and glory. And we're going to do so right now by opening up in a word of prayer, if you would. Dear Lord God, again, I thank you for this opportunity that you give me to serve you. I thank you for the blessings and all the wonderful things that you've done in my life and through my life and things I know that are going to come. And I, and I give you honor and glory for all that. And I pray today, Lord God, as, as we maybe dabble with your word a little bit, that it might fall on some uh, some uh, wanton ears and some hearts that may be open to what you have. And I, I just pray you can use this, use me in a way that I may bring forth uh, some works through your kingdom, Lord God. I pray that uh, that I I can be effective for you. And I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, again, I'm sitting here just kind of looking through uh, looking through the word here and uh, well this past week I've been getting hit hard on different things I mean it's life we all do don't get me wrong but being a pastor in a little church I got a thousand different people hitting me up for a thousand different reasons and uh, and then in the process it's always getting slapped around for something no matter what I do it's never good <laughs> am I saying this out loud no matter what I do it's never good enough and if I try to reach the majority there's always a few that have something negative to say or do and uh, I see it all through the community and the churches and other things that's going on and yeah you know it's part of the program I, I guess you'd say and got me thinking about it you know uh basically facing persecution if you would and uh well anyway uh that brought to uh, that brought to mind John 15 uh I'm gonna read that to you just a few things out of here it's actually 18 through 27 John 15 18 through 27 it said if the world hates you you know that it uh hated me before it hated you and you were of this world, the world will love its own. Yet because you are not of this world, because I chose you out of this world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they keep my word, they will keep yours also. But all things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin, but now that I have, no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the father... The spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father will testify of me, and you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. Whoa, amen, amen, amen. You know, here's something you don't hear too often, I guess. Us preachers or pastors don't like to preach this, if you would. Uh, we, don't, uh, we don't offer evangelic invitations such as God loves you and he has a difficult plan for your life so strap in now, you never hear that but that's that's exactly what Jesus says as, as he did in verses 18 and 19 if the world hates you keep in mind that it hated me first if you belong to the world it would love you as its own but no see as it is you do not belong to the world but yeah I have chosen you out of the world well now that's why the world hates you See, Jesus' command to love one another, it's tempered with the reality or the harsh reality, if you would. Loving others is, 
Oh, here we go. Loving others is never going to be a walk in the park, my friends. If you if you think that that's just going to be this all oh, sunshines, butterflies, and rose gardens, there is no rose garden. I'm going to tell you right now. So we have to learn to decipher. Well, we have to learn to decipher hard times from punishment. Not the same. I mean, I mean, it can be. Don't get me wrong, but not necessarily. See, I'm not talking today about getting what I deserve. See, I, I understand that when I when when I do something, I, when, when I get a smackdown for a good reason, okay, it's when I don't deserve it that eats me up. But that's exactly what Jesus promises us as followers. Actually, you know what? Let me jump over here real quick. I'm going to read you something. Let me find it here. Matthew 5, 5, 5. Hold on. I'm going. I'm going. I'm Matthew 5, 10 through 12. It says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they re- vile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is the reward in heaven, for they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Whew. Okay. Wow, what an amazing, astounded, but unexpected statement that that is spoken by, 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 by our Lord Jesus Christ, if you would. Why in the world would Jesus associate the ultimate sense of happiness and joy with persecution? See, we as a people are not, eh, well, we're not used to this way of thinking. Eh, but, but yet here Jesus said, be blessed. Congratulations. It's a great compliment to you when you're persecuted. Why? Why are the righteous persecuted? See, have you ever truly been persecuted? Hmm. Why not? If so, did you respond and, and find motivation in it, or, or, or did the devil get his way? Did he cause you to, to, to clam up or get discouraged or maybe cause you to retaliate or, 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 or fill your heart with resentment? The teaching about persecution is laced. Understand this. Listen, my friends. The teaching about persecution is laced throughout the whole Bible, from old to new, all through the epistles, all the way into Revelation. It was at Matthew 10, 17. It says, but be aware of men, for they will deliver up to you to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And it goes down a little farther in 24, 9. I think it says, they shall, then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted, and they shall kill you, and you shall be hated by all the nations for my name's sake. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, 2 Timothy 3 comes to mind, 11 and 12. It said, persecutions, afflictions. I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Yeah, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus' self. They shall suffer persecution. See, the hard part is here is loving the haters. <laughs> it's hard to love the ones that persecute you. You see, throughout the history of the church, there has been this great persecution. It's all began with Christ and his suffering, and then the disciples as they began the early church in Acts. There were multiple persecutions from like, was it A.D. 100 to 300, maybe right around, where Christians gathered from all over this known world, and they were thrown to the lions and coliseums. They were ripped apart on racks. They were boiled in oil. They, they were flayed alive, uh, roasted uh, on gridirons. I mean, I can go on. Christians were forced to flee from cathedrals to catacombs in during Rome in Rome to get away. And an estimated two, I think, between two and four million people died. Over the period of 300 years. See, during the Dark Ages, an estimated 50 million Christians were slaughtered, died for their faith. Many of those were killed for 
for uh, protesting the heresy of the Catholic Church during the, the Holy Wars and the conquest, if you would. Hmm. The result of these persecutions was a pure church, a unified church, a growing church, serious church, a separated, sold-out church, if you will. See, the, the, this was a church historian, was it Tert Tertullian? Tertullian, I believe his name was, summarized it when he, he wrote, Blood of the Martyrs is the seed of the church. See, see, persecution fans the flames and stokes the souls. It's happening still today, my friends. Countless, countless Christians die in revolutions in Africa, Sudan, Samaria, Pakistan, Egypt, Libya. Look at, look at uh, Ukraine. Look at uh, Israel right now. Look what's going on. This great persecution's underway. Thousands have been killed. Many more tortured and threatened. This is persecution in, in its severest form, if you would. But it comes in many other forms, too, not just physical violence. If you think millions today in more than 100 countries are imprisoned for their faith. I mean, thank God. Cur currently, United States, no one is being asked to die for Christ. But um, someday, uh, well, some are, though. You know, you think about it, you're persecuted. Uh, they lose their job because they take a stand about something. Uh, not working on Sundays, de denied advancement in their workplace, maybe maybe sheened while others read their, their Bible on break. I remember my wife one time got called before uh, human resources in a, in a not a factory, but in a, in a job she had because she refused to tell people happy holidays. She would say Merry Christmas. She wouldn't change her views. They were actually talking about one time terminating her because she wouldn't start saying happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. So, so, well, anyway, I'm sorry. I just that just come to mind. See, you gotta understand, church. You, you my, my friends, you you will receive persecution when you're when you're rejected by someone you witness to, or or when a door slams you in your face on a visit, if you will. What is important is not how you are persecuted, but that you are. See, it, it, you are living right, if you would, and how you respond to it. Sometimes it's hard, especially when when you see good people suffer. Man. We're all tempted to doubt when we ourselves experience trials and persecution in our own lives. We question God. You know, why, why, why do the righteous suffer while the wicked prosper? Man, I don't have this deep theological, this great answer for that. But I can tell you that it's always been that way since the beginning, right on until today. Now, you think about it. A A Abel was righteous. Cain was wicked. I mean, <laughs> he Cain killed Abel. Uh, David was a man after God's own heart. Why was he constantly dodging spears that's being chucked at him? Why is Daniel the purest in the kingdom thrown into the lion's den? John the Baptist was referred to as the best man ever born of woman, and they beheaded him. Truth is, persecution can even come at the hands of well, here's the hard part, though. It comes at the hands of other Christians who, who slander you or attempt to be superior to you. Like, you know, remember the Pharisees? The Bible says, all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Don't say might. It says shall, will suffer persecution. See, when you take a stand against things that don't align with the Bible, You'll be laughed at and called out as being an uneducated, closed-minded bigot, and sometimes even worse. See, the world persecutes us because we're different. It talks about, I think it was verse 19, for, for righteous sake. 
In Matthew 5.10, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, now you've got to note this. See, righteous actually comes from the Greek word divide. Uh, friends, we, we, are divide, we are the dividing line in the world today, if you would. Christians ought to stand out in the world like a, like a gardenia in a garbage can, if you would, or a diamond in a coal mine. Uh, you, you go on Matthew 5, verse 11. It says, Blessed are he when we shall reveal you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my, for my sake. See, the world doesn't like Jesus. And, and, and most who claim to like him likes a, a caricature of him, if you would, more than the real Jesus. You know, verse 20 talks of they hate Jesus and us as well by association because Jesus rips off the cloak that covers their sin. Hmm. Sin exposed, well, becomes a dialogue, if you would. The gospel is the message we carry into the world. The flip side is there's many things Christians can do and receive no persecution. To be honest, when a teller gives you too much money, help others who need help. Awesome! All this is awesome opportunities to speak God, show God. People look for our response, my friends. Uh, meaning, don't don't drop to their level and respond in kind. What I mean is, if they spot, uh, if they spit on you, if they, uh, uh, they then have sin, but if you spit back on you, well, now you sin, you burnt the bridge. You, you kind of with me? This is a hard one to swallow. <laughs> Was it Matthew 5? You know, I read that a little bit ago, but it goes on. I think it's verse 43 and 44. It says, You have heard that it was said that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who hate you, and pray for those who, who spitefully use you and persecute you. Lord, what are you doing to me? Come on. See, let God get, get, get handle, uh, let God handle your persecutors, if you would. You know, I, I read like Matthew 5, verse 12, it says, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so per persecuted they of the prophets which was before you. Why rejoice when, we per uh, when we're persecuted? You know, because it means that you are making a difference. It means you are earning rewards in heaven. It means you are in good company, my friends. Ask yourself, have as a Christian, as I, I as a Christian, ever been persecuted if not again why not it's inevitable inevitable listen if you live a life if you live a life of faithfulness to the lord and if you live a separated life showing a distinct difference in christ and if you profess that jesus christ is lord and that people need to be saved from their sins you will suffer persecution and i promise you that right now as the day is long as <coughs> As long as with there is a promised blessing, you know, in Romans 8, 18 says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be really revealed in us. And then it actually goes on in 2 Corinthians 12, 10, says, Therefore I take pleasure in the infirmities, the reproaches, the necessities, the persecutions, distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong, my friends. Again, you know, I, I referred to Matthew a lot today. If you go back to Matthew 5, again, that, the Bible also speaks of us being the light of the world. And the light always exposes darkness. Understand, often those, those of us or those in darkness hate those in the light. But there are some attracted to the light. 
See, Jesus was respected, or I'm sorry, Jesus was rejected by most, but not all. They rejected him, did not praise him. The world would reject us and will not praise us either if we, well, if we are like him. My friends, not everyone will reject you. There are many who are looking for what is truly real, and I hope they see it in you, my friends. Amen. Romans 12, 1, and I'm going to close. So I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself, your bodies, as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. I hope somebody got something out of this today. My friends, thank you for listening, and until next time, bye for now.